welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hey, Subha, how are you? Doing good. All right. So, what are we going to talk today? Okay, so we originally wanted to talk about one specific product, <laughs> uh, which uh, at least you are using for uh, a yeah. few days, yeah. if not weeks. That's something we're going to do in the next episode, but this is like a prelude to that, um, to just talk about what's been the latest update on the IoT side. Yeah, I think I that's something we didn't talk about for quite a bit. Yeah, especially on the home automation side, yeah. Okay. So we'll, uh, I think, uh, start with sort of how the the protocols has been uh, maturing. And right. I think that's something we touched upon quite a while back. Yeah, almost a year back. Yeah, yeah right. and uh, we, we did a good roundup of what all the different protocols there and uh, what sort of uh, uh, traction they are getting and all that. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't we start with, let's say, the newer one, Bluetooth Mesh, uh, which is kind of getting... Yeah. Lot of traction. Sure. So I mean the, the I mean one of the the important factor in the home automation space is the various I mean the various standards which are like certain standards are emerging from different parties. Okay. Uh, one is we if you remember we talked about Zigbee, uh, Z Z Wave. Yeah. Right. And Bluetooth Mesh is another one which is emerging. Google has their own uh, which is like the 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 Weave and Brillo, which is powered by Brillo and stuff like that. So Apple has their own standards, which are on the HomeKit based and stuff like that. So, so the new one, uh, which is announced as the uh, the Bluetooth Mesh, uh, which is an emerging standard, uh, which is like uh, so. Uh, I mean, like one. Of, I mean, one of the key important thing. I mean, could be, could be some anyone could be you know asking a basic question in terms of when we already have Wi-Fi, why don't we use that for connecting all these uh, smart devices into home? And then wherein, why is this little bit of individual, I mean, because all the gardens of... I mean, they are power hungry, right? Yeah. Power is the key thing. So Wi-Fi is a power hungry. So you basically either use a Zigbee, which is a low-powered yeah. protocol, which is which communicates. And then what happens is when you are buying these... Uh, when when So the, the these uh, devices, which are powered by either Zigbee or Z-Wave, needs an additional hub, basically. Because since they cannot talk to Wi-Fi devices at your home directly, you need an additional hub which can ta- understand the frequency, which is the low power frequency which you talked about. To the the, the smart devices connects to this hub and then the hub in turn connects to the right. Wi-Fi router. So, so, so that is so essentially area. what this is. Uh, this is probably getting out those hubs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so your device which supports Bluetooth. Um, right. can talk to let's say a bulb uh, or like say any other device yeah. uh, without a hub right, right? that's so, what yeah, correct exactly so the, the as of today if we look at it we can say like uh, confidently say about four or five uh, kind of a standards which are coming in from different parties okay so uh, so some of them are based on either like the low powered devices which you talked about from ZB, either Zigbee or Zigbee so alternate is Bluetooth. I mean, the the Bluetooth technology has been there for a while, but what it was lacking is basically it was not having an ability to mesh themselves actually. Right. So the specification kind of added that capability into. The, I mean, Bluetooth. If you look at it, is in a consortium basically the Bluetooth SIG, which is the consortium which just takes the interest of all the companies and then they publish this specification so that all the OEMs can adopt right. uh, and move forward. So. 
so once the specification is out so i think maybe a couple of weeks back or maybe a two weeks back or three weeks back i don't exactly remember so that is when the the mesh network specification has been added as a part of the original bluetooth specification so what it allows you i, I don't see this as a death to zigbee or zwave or anything it's going to coexist with it because i there is a there is a different set of market space uh, for the oems using this pro there is a set of advantages are there for oems to use this this protocol especially because people who doesn't want to have an additional hub as in their but don't you think over a period of time mm -hmm. uh, because this gives that sort of uh, flexibility right uh, one is obviously you can put a hub uh, right. but hub also let's say if, if you take a huge office floor right one hub is, is probably is not going to be sufficient correct absolutely so they're going to like say even if i have like a smart lighting system or, yeah. or uh, uh, if you have like multiple floors or yeah, something like that or yeah. let's say even uh, in, in my own like say conference room i get in and then it sort of actually triggers based on the phone's location or whatever right right i mean then you're looking at hub putting in everywhere correct so yeah so yeah that is so the hubs needs to inter i mean the hubs communicate to wifi so, so the, the hub does two two parts right one is what you what you explained just now is converting that proprietary stuff mm -hmm. uh, or the low power tech to the um, to a sort of a bluetooth or a wifi right. um, like so they, they communicate to the devices with the low frequency and a low powered so than the wifi so it yeah. basically so your the smart, range is less than wifi actually yeah but the hub does actually what it does is your smart device or your phone yeah. um, it talks to the hub using wifi right and that internally translates the wifi commands or uh, those into zigwave right. zwave or zigbee yeah right that's right yeah but uh, the, the hub also does in another aspect right mm -hmm. uh, let's say even with bluetooth mesh uh, i mean which can eliminate the hub mm -hmm. but how about let's say if you are not at home right right yeah say how it does bridge with internet right yeah so if i want to let's say turn on my uh, heater mm -hmm. right when i am just nearing home right you still need a hub right i don't think bluetooth mesh is solving that uh, some of the oems are building a work around that uh, so the th i think ge has launched a series of uh, product on that line called c bulbs okay which are their next generation of their uh, led lamps which just uses bluetooth as their proprietary protocol i mean that bluetooth as yeah. the standard uh, so what they are trying to do they build their own cloud infrastructure uh, which understand these devices which are there sitting inside your network and glue them with their own cloud pieces ah uh, okay so this is a kind of a work around where but, you but use i mean i, I still don't IFTT. get it so how how the bulb still communicates in the internet can it yeah so because you you have a small piece sitting inside your uh, application i mean inside your home which is configured with those devices mm that's still a hub right yeah yeah right so but i mean like eventually that piece can be like there like like you said no we we are looking at something like either you connect all the smart devices to a hub or you are looking at an uh, looking at an another opportunity wherein you take your phone as your primary hub basically right. so these are the predominantly two different paths most of this oems are manufactured mm -hmm. Mo most of these manufacturers are moving in that direction actually but there is also another interesting take on whether the your wifi routers can do that right and uh, that's probably is maybe google is trying to do that with their uh, google router whatever yes so many of the new routers are trying to add either zigbee or zwave as part of their protocol itself yeah right so 
but i mean like if we want to come back to the bluetooth mesh thing only problem what i see there is that when you have like a, i mean the the, the this bluetooth has this traditional problem of overheating uh, mm. when the devices like on a constantly on communicating with each other and the other problem they used to have is like the range of the bluetooth devices when you mesh them is not which is as, which is not as efficient as what you see with either i mean like bluetooth is kind of a, in a spec which evolves very slowly right from where it was there in the nokia days and if you compare now it's just like completely different ball to altogether yeah, yeah, right. i mean like 10 years bluetooth has come evolved into a much much larger and more potent I technology i think they, uh, yeah, yeah it is definitely optimized you could see the difference now right, right. imagine 10 years back all the phone manufacturers used to tell okay don't switch on bluetooth all the time right right <laughs> use only when you really need exactly yeah but now i think uh, especially the lt uh, bluetooth low energy right. le coming in that yeah, i think kind of uh, now all the phones are pretty much bluetooth is on all the time right. and i don't see a big impact uh, of that having on the battery life right. right so and keeping that in mind i feel uh, the mesh bluetooth mesh is not going to be something which is going to kill all other protocols which are there in the market so this is kind of coexist and stuff like that for a while so what we are seeing essentially in this market is especially on the home automation side is we are basically looking at these competing standards themselves and along with it i have also seen some of the other standards coming in from uh, either i mean like there there are more proprietary standards in terms of like the dlink or lg or vimo and other guys right so they have their own proprietary standards which they are trying to build and stuff like that so overall the market is moving in such a way where the consumer space especially which are adopting this technology is moving like this two different entities like one is you either if you are in the either if you are using products which are like predominantly manufactured with a, which which complies with uh, zigbee or zwave then you use smart things as your primary hub which connects all the devices or you have another option is like the set of bluetooth device uh, the set of hardware which are like very 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 minimal and which they use the bluetooth as their entry level for smartness mm-hmm. which they either work around with the kind of a ho- mobile app or with the help of their own small hub or something which allows you to do that and the other market other trend we are seeing is that keeping a mobile phone as your hub which is basically what apple and google is trying to move towards actually like right okay right so yeah so the uh, but actually if you see a number of this uh, hub guys right, right yeah. uh, many of them actually got acquired recently mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, in the last if you look at last couple of years samsung bought uh, smart uh, things yeah uh, smart things yeah. and so that's uh, the biggest acquisition yeah, yeah. uh, google bought or nest bought uh, one more company called revolve revolve yeah uh, they were uh, and, and nokia's acquisition of withings yeah. so revolve right. essentially i was look i was pretty interested in that because okay. they pretty much uh, just with one hub mm-hmm. they were offering support for almost all protocols all right okay like everything almost yeah. whatever is known yeah, right. or the popular there's ones. only four five emerging yeah, yeah. and it just what one hub yeah. you can hook in your any of your smart device into that right. and it can give you the wifi interface to your to your smart device yeah. to your mobile i mean I, i essentially google is also moving in that direction actually like you said you no know, the routers which they are trying to come out with the google google's very own their own router which yeah. they are so that hub or something yeah. yeah and that is having this multi protocol support right, and yeah. uh, most of the routers also moving in that direction actually so but uh, that could basically but the problem could be like the more radios you add on the router 
one is one is the noise on the Wi-Fi frequency which is right, going yeah. to go much higher. So that is another one problem which you are seeing there. And other could be like something the cost of the Wi-Fi device will move much higher actually. Right. So the more radios you add, that is the that's the drawback which you get there. So uh, so essentially on a home automation side, we are seeing this is a trend kind of uh, more and more OEMs are adopting. Either they are going with any of these standard protocols, or they are going to they are building their own protocols which can bridge with these standards. So something like even if there is a Zigbee manufacturer, I mean even there are OEM which just builds multiple products based on Zigbee. They are coming out with a hub which can talk to HomeKit and stuff like that, which basically helps them to in terms of interop with the with the other coexisting standards and stuff like that. Right. So, okay. but the problem with these aspects is like. Many of the times where you, the, I mean, many of the times the complaint you see is that HomeKit is not triggering Zigbee devices. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. something which is like, because there is a network latency, there is right. like the, the, the communication needs to go from HomeKit to the, the hub and then hub needs to interact with the Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So th there are quite a bit of uh, hindrance which we see, especially when they have the interrupt, interrupt these yeah, devices yeah. and stuff like that. So that is another one area where we, we are looking at something how uh, this was, needs to resolve and move forward and stuff like that. So if we look at something like in terms of um, another interesting announcement which we saw in WWDC is that uh, Apple is trying to make the home, the home kit, entry to the home kit for developers a little bit much more easier. Uh, today what happens is that if you're an OEM manufacturer, you need to register with Apple and be part of the MIFI program to get the authentication chip so that the, I mean like HomeKit has this kind of uh, built more focused around in terms of how do we securely communicate between the device and the phone and stuff like that. So you need to have those additional authentication chip between the device, the smart device and the phone, right. which does that. So the Apple is trying to kind of uh, go away with that. I mean, not go away in entirely, but helping the devs in terms of where they can register and bypass the authentication with the help of software instead of authentication chip so that they'll be able to put either, uh, either, either in a, a very, I mean, low cost, uh, uh, the, right. So that, that is essentially for your do-yourself sort of category, right? Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you can, if you are like a, if you are like a small hobbyist or something like a software developer, you don't have any yeah. hardware knowledge and you can still be able to integrate right APIs with which can basically interrupt yeah. with, with the home kit and then you can just test your programs and stuff like that. So even if you are like something like you, you work quite a bit on your like some 30 bucks, 40 bucks of hardware where you will be able to interface with, uh, with the home kit mm. and then try to see whether you're able to turn bulbs or, or, or create any kind of automation from your hardware to interrupt and stuff like that. So right. that is another interest. So that if we just summarize quickly in terms of 2017, what two more interesting aspects which are evolving around the IoT home automation space, I would probably say Bluetooth mesh is one standard which is like extremely interesting and then because it's just going to destroy the entry to barrier OEMs like I mean the OEMs can just go build utilize this and then make this make the make the more smart more, most of the devices more smarter and easier for people to adopt and stuff like that could be the first step okay and the other area I see is that both in terms of the technologies which are maturing from Google with respect to the the weave uh, and then Apple making the home kit uh, more 
right uh, developer friendly and stuff like that so yeah so i think that that's i think apple is trying to get into probably they want to uh, get in more developers into the ecosystem yeah. right and make make the uh, make make the i mean apple focuses i think on two areas basically one they don't want to give up the 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 security and privacy part also but at the same time they need to have a mechanism where the more and more devs get into the platform yeah and and it makes sense right if you're not selling your own i mean your own product on right, the market yeah, yeah. and if you want to let's say put your own small sort of a solution at your home as a do 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 it yourself sort of a area right, that right. really helps yeah, absolutely that, that actually wins quite a bit of confidence yeah uh, and, and other thing we have seen is that uh, as a trend if you look at it also uh more than the platform developers the dev ecosystem builds much more interesting products than right. the platform developers so yeah, yeah. it makes absolute sense because the whole world is developing for you you just yeah, put yeah. the platform there and then let the devs do all the hard work stuff like that so okay so uh so do you want to talk a little bit in terms of what are the various uh products which are like i mean hitting the adoption of the home automation yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah you want to go start on that so i think it's primarily uh, if you look at it's 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 lighting um, right. and uh, surveillance and security right. are the three broad areas yeah i yeah. I, i would also add the smart speakers into that yeah mm, okay yeah. i mean but they i feel they fall in different category i don't know but <laughs> i i feel they also home automation stuff though they don't fall, i mean they though they don't smart speakers in the sense like the alexa uh, sono yeah sono okay. alexa and uh, the siri speakers i mean uh, that's i think alexa uh, or i mean not siri google home or google whatever yeah. it's called uh, it is they are fall in a different category right but sonos maybe yes yeah okay. they are little more smarter speakers i so. also feel but anyway i mean the, there is no hard and fast on this categories and stuff like that so uh, yeah like you said no the the locks camera surveillance uh, light bulbs are the early home automation products which are hitting right. the consumers as in like so yes yeah, so locks especially uh, even i am thinking now at uh, buy one <laughs> buy one right. but i i don't know if i can justify the cost it's right. probably uh, still not actually viable for me to buy one right, right so right. Uh, th- th- that's that's definitely uh, what is the interesting use case which is driving you to buy a smart lock no in new use case in just <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cool factor cool factor <laughs> or let's say if i just forgot the key which has never happened right. maybe no, but if you're in the bed you can unlock some when somebody comes in walks in whom if you know who that is i mean i don't i don't think i have that use case also i right. think the only okay. use case which i could probably uh, think apart from uh, let's say the coolness factor is right. i forgot to get my key and right. the door auto locks behind me right, right. it right. has happened couple of times okay. i should say okay. and one time uh, I think it happened where I had to really come back and uh, almost travel like almost 10 kilometers back and get the key and get, get it right. Okay. So that's a very very rare scenario but maybe Okay. Uh, so you can just say unlock yeah yeah okay go and unlock it. <laughs> uh, but apart from that nothing much. Maybe okay. <laughs> I think uh, I feel if you are like say a, a rented out place um, uh-huh. and uh, you have many tenants let's say a sort of a I mean, you have many visitors in your right, who wants yeah, to yeah. come in, even when you are not at home. Yeah, right. Your friends, your family, whatever. Then, or even your own kids, yeah. right? 
uh like say they don't need to carry a key right no i i for me i look at it only so it's like it's like a working couple you're not there at home yeah. your kids right. come around in the afternoon or evening absolutely uh, they don't need to you don't need to make those duplicate keys and absolutely. they lose it yeah. or whatever that that security risk is always there yeah. and, and because I, moment you lose the key it always in your back of your mind yeah. okay you have to change the whole lock right True. you never know yeah i mean where who got it yeah, right, right. right. so uh, that's i think it's it's probably the kids and maybe parents yeah uh, yeah no i like the extension of your use case i would say another one would be something like wherein uh, nobody is there at home if some uh, some of some of your friends or relatives who are coming to your house and you want them to <coughs> right yeah sit there inside so mm-hmm. which are you have an ability yeah, to lock right, it right. remotely that is something and then if i'm inside the house and i would like to know who's knocking my door and i would like mm-hmm. to allow them to inside so that is two things which i would say it is like it's just kind of a good to have a luxury but and also in the video doorbell uh, i i don't see any use case especially for people living in like say apartments like us right in india especially it does right so if you're mm-hmm. a old couple or something somebody and who you you don't have a very restriction movement and stuff like that and you would like to know if, or if you just want to pass a message to somebody who is there on the door where you don't have to open and then just tell them was leave from ah, okay. the door and go and something like that so there are some use cases are there i mean uh, it depending on uh, i mean like who you are uh, and what part of uh, life yeah and so there are some interesting use cases there but uh, I, for us it could be luxury right it now. is definitely luxury at this point yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> no question about it right so i mean like the, on the home automation side especially on 2017 if you look at it like you said the locks Uh, I mean I, I don't know I mean even why <coughs> IoT is not really seeing that sort of attraction uh, if you if you look at past 3 4 years uh, where people were like say doing so much of prediction right this is going to take over the world and so many <laughs> billions of devices are going to come I, I am still positive about it I mean yeah it is positive but I think the problem the pace at which you wanted it to go <coughs> it may not be the no, case No what I am coming to is essentially the value is still not there correct? Okay Uh, i mean i really don't mind uh, getting up and switching my own lights right, right, right. when i leave the room i always have the practice to switch out the fan and lights right, right. those are some of the really lazy things which which is what these devices are doing now right right now apart yes. from really really solid use cases right. which we have not seen much correct? E- even if even you... for a smart lock thing i don't know even in even in us uh-huh. i mean is it really a big use case where you really need to have a smart lock i don't know actually yeah we don't know that yeah. but uh, i mean uh, surveillance yeah i agree i mean Su- surveillance when you are uh, even in india if you are in a, like say your own house which is not, which is not like say guarded by security or something maybe it has a significant value yeah i mean coming back to your point of in terms of like i can completely understand the disappointment what you have because i mean once i mean, they especially the protocol started emerging and then many oems started adding smart with their products the problem started is just cut started amplifying into mm-hmm. multiple levels actually right uh, the enterprise started picking it up every oem in the manufacturing s- segment started picking it up they wanted to revolutionize the the consumer tech like like in terms of like from from basically footwear to health devices to <laughs> everything i mean like the, the it just kind of amplification which just kind of went on out of control but i think now the market is kind of realizing in terms of building special use cases in mm. terms of the need based market actually which is kind of which is evolving right now actually 
which is going to get that correction happening in a while because i mean not necessary everybody needs to have a smart lock but if you are a old person living in an apartment you might definitely need a smart mm-hmm. lock or a surveillance system and so no, there are definitely very solid use cases yeah. which i think especially it's just uh, an amplification factor one thing is probably uh, i mean if your parents uh, aged parents at home you yeah. want to have like a monitoring sort of thing absolutely right. remotely you want to know which is not know. painful to manage yeah. uh, because if you look at the systems today you, you see in india the really the low end systems they are really really painful to manage right, right? right. Uh, it is very I mean, difficult I mean, to set it up. Is like, it is extremely important. I mean, we don't have such systems actually. Yeah, I mean, it's there, but it is not intuitive to use. Right. It just probably very, built, yeah. built for, let's say, some shop owners who don't mind Correct. Uh, getting somebody to install it and you just run it. And, and it is not intuitive for an, like a normal person. Right. Right? And it is not cloud enabled they are yeah, like they, right. the it, data sits in the like correct. a soho and then within their premises yeah, I, I think like that, that that's a space if, if somebody i mean it, i mean those products are there in us but i have not seen them penetrating in india right uh, definitely home surveillance um, especially if you're if you have right. aged parents at home integrating that into health and other things yeah maybe a significant usage no, probably nobody has explored right so other segment i would come back to is the bulbs which are coming in yeah uh, bulb we will talk next <laughs> next thing. so but we'll just little bit touch in terms of why some of them are moving into a smart bulb basically bulb is i think it, if you ask me it's more of a lifestyle yeah right? it's it's, uh, it's definitely think, more of a lifestyle yeah i think the only th- only use case which probably i would use is uh, have a bulb which i can uh, use for let's say to dim all right and have different scenes uh, let's say if i want to watch a tv again right, yeah. switch to a scene and then it automatically changes changes right i mean that is one important thing which you can think of other think of could be uh, i think the another interesting area i saw is i mean the having an ability in led to control the temperature and color is something which i liked it because mm-hmm. uh, like most of the other leds which you buy in the market you cannot control the temperature actually They, okay. they always have a similar standard temperature which it emits basically mm-hmm. based on the wattage and stuff like that but this is something wherein uh, where you have an uh, so if you're basically going on going to sleep or something you can put the temperature to just completely to a very basic minimum level right and uh, and you can like based on your based on your need you can just change the color of the color of the bulb so it is just if you're sleeping you can just make them dim blue and stuff like that like you suggested the other day that helps people to sleep yeah to sleep yeah, yeah like better and stuff like that i think those some of the interesting uh, things i see and uh, if i'm not wrong these uh, smart bulbs should be probably having a lifespan of 20 25 years mm-hmm. if you buy a real good one so i i mean i am even surprised why in india which is uh, just to take an example of fans right which is pretty much a necessity uh, uh, at least in most of most part of the country right. why there are no big iot solutions around that is something i'm trying i mean i i, I, I couldn't really understand i remember seeing right. some hevel is trying of moving into Havel's that space yeah right i remember couple i have not seen any product from the met maybe they are in the still in the research phase we don't yeah, know right. but that's something which which i really wanted to actually like yeah. to control control the speed Uh, I mean, of the fan. Or, right, uh, right. That's really. I think it's just matter of time because once the mesh of Bluetooth comes in, I think that is that will be the for all the developing nations who doesn't need the orchestration or workflow of IoT devices. 
because i don't think in our country we need a, we are not going to have a electronic blinds or we are not going yeah, to have yeah, a home heating <laughs> systems i mean we may have it at a later point of time at this point of time we That's are not, not going to i mean this. i don't see i mean especially in india many cities really need an automation control especially for uh, i mean uh, i our our for our, for our scenarios i think bluetooth will be like the ideal space where yeah. the mesh is moving in and i i'm already see the trend because cisco has kind of launched a smart bulb which basically work on bluetooth okay uh, which allows you to control the i mean you pair with your phone and the with the cisco leds and which allows you to control change the color and everything actually mm. so they kind of run on they are not meshed right now i don't think they're just probably using the simpler traditional bluetooth protocol to connect and stuff like that but once the mesh comes in it's going to help them to interop between multiple lights within the house and stuff like that so that kind of entry to ba- entry to the barrier for those oems who are like extremely focusing on limited use cases for developing nations is going to kind of going to go much higher when bluetooth le kind of I mean bluetooth mesh kind of picks in and stuff like that right okay and globally if we look at it i think either zigbee or zwave zwave or uh, our homekit or weave that's going to move ahead because mm-hmm. those are more focused in terms of workflow where you can orchestrate multiple uh, devices on one shot i mean i, I am really way. big on the fan thing you right. know okay. <laughs> i i feel somebody does it right even let's say i mean i, I don't know whether you have felt that this uh, maybe But around i'll ask you this question maybe then. around let's say 2 am or 1 am or 2 am uh, 3 am in the morning you really don't want the fan to be running at that speed wo- what you started with right, right, right so let's say you start like say at at spe- full speed right when you are about to sleep because yeah. it's, it's kind of hot yeah the temperature goes down obviously i mean i have been in many situations where uh, the fan is running at full speed and i, I get like nose so, blocks yeah you're saying like ability to schedule them and then right. have them and know, have a sort of an intelligence based on the weather yeah. uh, it actually sorts of controls itself right, right. reduces the speed yeah that's will be like amazing yeah. i mean i would not but the entry to barrier would be how many of them are ready to change the current fan to a smart fan would be the because the fans have a lifespan of 5 to 6 years i mean bare minimum yeah. some of them will work even 10 15 years actually like oh, yeah that's maybe it'll dangerous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what will happen <laughs> yeah it's probably a good idea still to change fans every 5 6 years yeah, i think so yeah, it just I, that it starts is, shaking a lot but i'm sure that is where uh, i mean like um, our we might probably see more products next year around uh, around no, because i have seen this i have i have heard this use case from many people many, right uh, especially if you have kids or even i myself have realized uh, i have woke up many times around 2 am 3 am because my your nose blocks uh-huh. right because the fan is running at full speed and the weather is kind of slowed down okay. you start like say you you're not breathing well uh-huh, right okay. you wake up that's like really and and if you wake up at 3 it's really difficult to sleep <laughs> right and it, it is all because of the fan <laughs> I mean you want actually ready i mean on the fan to slow down slow down yeah to a lesser speed that will yeah. be amazing yeah because outside temperature is much more cooler now generally it does right even yeah. on a very hot day yeah. uh, i mean around 2 3 am in the morning it is generally pretty cool i mean, i mean that will be the space where i see bluetooth mesh would be like moving yeah, so even listening to this podcast do a smart <laughs> fan which <laughs> does this all right so to just summarize we are looking at uh, do you see any other devices in 2017 coming into home automation that much like in I india mean, or yeah, in, uh, globally I mean, both we can talk both actually 
Yeah, uh, first I mean, we'll talk about India, then we'll move to global. Yeah. yeah, India, I don't really. I mean, this is the only use case yeah. I could think the of. The bulbs, locks is the only two things I've seen. Bulbs, locks, printing. fans. I'm sure fans is going to happen. Yeah, but it's not there yet, I guess. But it's going to happen probably. It's just probably the next target which we can. Look yeah, at. I think some company needs to pick it up definitely, yeah. and there is definitely a market for that, especially with the smartphone penetration what we are seeing. Right. I mean, it's a very logical space. True. to get into actually right yeah. so uh, anything else you see in india like coming in uh, i mean like th- there are traditional players in terms of automating the water yeah, time smart speakers uh, alexa alexas of the world is definitely is really really needed yeah so alexa or xiaomi i think would be the probably two speakers which i see the next year adoption which will be primarily driven around this area actually Okay, Xiaomi. I don't know if I yeah. will trust, but uh, I mean, anyway, <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, but, uh, but maybe I mean, uh, ch- traditionally, I think Amazon is probably well placed because they sort of have a uh, more support on Android. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. not only that, they also have a good presence on in India, brand yeah. in India. Yeah, yeah. they also trust actually. Yeah, so right, yeah. people wouldn't really mind buying an Amazon, buying brand. an Amazon, yeah. and. giving out all the data right, right yeah. their home data actually. i that part <laughs> i am not <laughs> so i mean but the natural the the native language support is key for that mm-hmm. which is still i feel as an hindrance yeah, that will uh, be the biggest entry, entry level barrier to the yeah, market that's i mean the english speaking crowd is probably very less, very less uh, maybe right. they are only in metro yeah, right. Uh, but probably i mean if if amazon alexa launches in india with some meaningful services yeah i mean that's another thing. like they, yeah. they need to have a tie, i mean they need to have the skills which are for the local market actually right. yeah i mean even yeah, as your simple as they add food delivery uh, or like add, uh, i mean ability to book tickets uh, all that if you can get automated via thing uh, no, i am sure they can actually build it i, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a big And the, the call, right? I mean, the, those services also need to. Those service players will be more than willing Happy to do it because that's just another channel for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is uh, even playing music. Yeah. Uh, so right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we pretty much covered. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So we are going to talk about the the bulb experience. Yeah. So I think. Smart bulb. Uh, yeah. So in extension to this, we'll probably just put up on another show, which is only contain all the reviews actually. Uh, reviews of. Reviews of. products which are coming to us as a review or okay, okay, okay. or yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. we use and stuff like that so we'll probably just put that as a separate independent show so we can just go ahead and put some of the products and services we use or some of them which comes to us for a review and stuff like that so uh, so th- we will probably just do one small smart bulb review next week which come as an a review unit for us right, so we will yeah. just go about doing little bit of in depth uh, review in terms of what various things are there and stuff like that so I think that would be something my entry into uh, the home automation space also. So right. that would be something like a start which we can do and then see how it goes and stuff like that. So right. Okay. Cool. All right. Bye. That's about it. Bye bye.